This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Welcome to WTS Waikatoa, a radio show and podcast taking a look at the quirkier people, groups and interests in the region. I'm producer Gary Farrow. An independent author who lives in Kirikiriroa, Hamilton, has achieved the milestone of becoming a full-time author. She writes urban fantasy novels and also organises an annual event called Ages of Pages for authors and readers in the Waikato to connect at Hamilton Gardens. The second event will be happening in April 2022. I met with her for a chat down at the Hamilton Gardens Cafe. Um, well, my name is Joanna Ray, and uh, I was born in the Bay of Plenty um, in, in a small town, and so I was lucky enough to be exposed to a lot of great um, natural parts of New Zealand, um, which is very inspiring. Um, and from a small child, I always wanted to be um, a writer and an artist, and I feel like I've succeeded at both those things. Um, so I liked to draw on my childhood and some of the beautiful places that I grew up with for inspiration for my books. Um, so my first series of books that I have written, which is still ongoing, um, is about um, shapeshifters and it's set in New Zealand and so I created a fictional town called Redcliffe which is um, loosely based where Whakatani is because that's around where I grew up. So um, I feel like you know that's shaped me as an author as well. So um, I've got a few more books out since then. I have two series running at the moment, and I have one standalone novel, and a lot of projects due out in the next twelve months. So it's all very exciting. What made you decide on the themeology of, in this case, shapeshifting? Um, well, I think. As a reader, I also evolved over the years. I began with uh, science fiction, fantasy and horror. Um, like One of my biggest inspirations is Stephen King. I really enjoy his work and I just love that it's, it's just so different, so random at times and beautifully described. All of Johanna's books feature characters who have been through something, must overcome something, or are outcast for whatever reason. They're about people finding belonging within their chosen family and finding unity and self-growth in the most unlikely places. In the Immortal Trinity series, an angel, a demon and a vampire become unlikely allies. Or an elf astray, betrayal from family sends five friends on a path of self-discovery and personal growth, but in an urban fantasy setting. So when I first started writing, I used to write what I what I read, what I enjoyed, um, but that was before I published. And then as I, you know, progressed a little further, I found that I really enjoyed urban fantasy specifically. Um, you know, where it's all the all the magical made up things that you find in fantasy and science fiction, but set in a modern 
real world type setting and so um, that's what I began to publish first because it was what I had found was my in my heart myself. Um, well I've always written uh, but you know when you're when you're younger you don't always sort of think wow I can take this all the way you sort of just do it because it's who you are and then I ma managed to find my way into a few writing groups online um, of authors that are in America um, and just started off about authors that we enjoy and, and you know that we like to write on the side and there was one author there who was already published and she put together a collection of short stories and invited me to submit for that. So my first publication was a short story uh, in the urban fantasy genre and then uh, she put out another collection and I submitted a story for that as well and that gave me the confidence to pursue my own interests and you know become a fully fledged author of my own right. Um, and most of my target market is still in the US, but I'm trying to diverse my, my audience a lot further and, and make, be a bit more worldwide. I've been trying to attend a few more um, events and things within New Zealand, um, and I, I feel like I've got readers all over the world now, so it's quite, quite cool, quite exciting. There's an uptake in reading during the worldwide pandemic as well, isn't there? Absolutely. I, I've noticed that myself. Um, just just the talking about it on social media, everyone's talking about books, posting books, and there's a huge uh, following of readers and authors on TikTok all of a sudden. Um, it just seems to be the place to go to learn what to read next. It's, it's interesting. I think one of the reasons um, my first series, Set in New Zealand, was so popular with the American audience is because it seems quite exotic to them set in this far off place and everything's quite different and, and, and I have an American editor so we had a lot of battles to and fro with various colloquialisms that may not be received over there um, and I also made sure to include quite a few international characters so there are um, three characters that are American within the book who just live in New Zealand so I try to sort of keep it quite general for the first book at least to give them a feel for what was coming. That's one of the reasons it started that way because I had the support, I had the contacts and um, the first two publishers I had, one was in America and one was in Canada and so of course um, their advertising circles, their uh, social reach and their organic reach is all going to be over there. Um, in time I realised that my interests were better served to independently publish so I've, I've moved away from that but I still have all my readers over there so it's really nice to stay connected. Uh, I do actually have um, other books that are set in the USA but I find that my most popular one is my original series Therian Secrets which is set in New Zealand and I've tried to include a lot of local landmarks and so for the New Zealand readers that I do have they really appreciate seeing a piece of home such as the giant concrete bottle at, at Pairua, the lemon, lemon and Pairua bottle, um, various little you know, pieces along the way, different regions are mentioned, like the Uruwera National Park, for example. Um, so yeah, I just I try to keep it all connected, and it, and it is a little special for people who have actually been to those places. The inspiration for that came about when I was at Fakatani and I was looking up at the big cliffs 
um, that overlook the the, um, the town itself of Fakatani. And I wondered, you know, like because I know that there's Maori history up there. There's, there's there used to be a pa up there many many years ago, and I thought. What else could be hiding up there that people don't know about? Um, anything could be up there, and I sort of put an urban fantasy spin on it. And so I thought, okay, well, what if all of that urban fantasy lore was real and right under your nose and existing within your community? And I used that as a base to create it. So the characters are basically just people that you might know, your neighbour, somebody you work with, a uh, person down the street, um, but they might be so much more. They might be they might be an animal uh, in their spare time that you don't know about. Um, but they're all still still very real as people. And so the main character, Jody, she stumbles into this world not having a clue what she's about to find. And she meets all these, all these people who happen to be... Um, they're, they're agents for a parallel justice system because all the shifters obviously have the secret community which is not under the police radar so they have their own justice system which is endorsed by governments worldwide and so she meets some of these characters and she knows them for a while before she realises that they're shapeshifters and so then she has to figure out how that's going to fit into her life and, and whether she can cope with that and also because they are agents there's a little bit of danger a little bit of action happening there and so where does she fit into all of that? It makes sense that from the American audience perspective that far off mysterious New Zealand can be a, a, a sort of a setting for this. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. um, and that they, shapeshifters are very popular as, as a genre, like a very niche genre over, over there in America. Um, they really seem to enjoy reading about that and I think that's been brought about by uh, authors such as Laurel K. Hamilton, J.R. Ward, um, Charmaine Harris, um, you know, there's, a, there's even even the Twilight series which you either love or hate, you know, like there's a lot of that coming through that, that people are starting to appreciate more and it's very popular over there so I glad I can you know be a part of all of that <laughs> yeah so have you have you read all of those series or read but yes I have I, I have I have quite a number of books I, I have more books than bookshelves unfortunately because I I just really enjoy stumbling across new authors and new reads um, particularly in that genre so mm-hmm. yeah I write every day I'm lucky enough that um, I when I became a mother I I decided not to go back to work immediately I wanted to be there for my children as, as they progressed through school and so that's when I started to become a writer for the first time when, when my children were very small and I've just never returned to work so I now get to do what I love and so I, I write every day and it's, it's awesome. <laughs> mm. Your devotion to or your passion for writing has extended beyond actually um, producing creative product yourself, hasn't it? Because, uh, yes. Um, yeah, I mean, in Hamilton here, at Hamilton Gardens, we've had Ages for Pages, which uh, you were involved with. Um, that's correct. We had our very first Ages of Pages in March this year, um, and it was very successful. We had around 60 authors present from all over the country, lots of different genres, you know, we had all the books for adults, all the books for kids. We had non-fiction, um, crime books, fantasy, romance, uh, so many different things available. And 
we held it at the Hamilton Gardens because we thought that's such a great place that people converge at um, just just to spend time together on the weekends and so even people who didn't know about the event stumbled across it and found something to enjoy um, and it was such a success that we're going to now make it an annual event so it will be happening again on the 2nd of April in 2022. As I said earlier I have been lucky enough to attend a few events around New Zealand as a as an author. Um, there's, there's been a few here and there, um, some in Auckland, some in Christchurch, um, and I really wanted there to be something for the central North Island as well. I just I figure that there are so many avid readers in the Waikato, and why not? create something for them and it was a lot more popular than I could have hoped um, as I said we had authors from all over New Zealand sign up um, and this year uh, sorry 2022 we are hoping that the travel bubble will hold because I also have a whole lot of Australian authors lined up for 2022. Ages of Pages also raises money for charity they sold merchandise and a short story analogy in which attending authors had donated work to sell in the form of a paperback. They also held raffles with book prizes. In total, they raised $680 for Duffy Books and Homes. Ages of Pages were lucky enough to have several award-winning authors, Darius Smith, Jean Gilbert and Jordan Ford, who also had a number of authors who are bestsellers, New York Times bestsellers or Reader's Choice favourites. Vicky Aiden, Aaron Hodges, Madeline Escadal, and they also had Scott Bainridge, known for his work with TV shows and the police in solving or uncovering new information on unsolved murders. A lot of readers knew who he was, which was great. I used my contacts because even though I started out mostly based in the US, I have met a lot of amazing um, Kiwi writers and just from attending the few events around New Zealand I've made a huge group of friends in the industry and so I reached out to a lot of them and uh, one of them was a wonderful lady who uh, Stacey Broadbent who put together the Christchurch event Wham Bam Author Jam and so I, if I needed any advice she was great to talk to um, and just slowly came together at first you know it was an expression of interest and then it just exploded into reality it was just amazing how quickly everyone was willing to be a part of it, support it um, all the readers on the internet when we started advertising were really excited and couldn't wait to come so I think you know it was just that moment momentum um, slowly growing as, as everything came together. I think it really depends who you know. It is a lot harder for the average New Zealander to publish a book and have it successful worldwide, but it's not impossible if you're willing to work hard. And the best thing that you can do if you're an aspiring author is surround yourself with similar people. There is such a great writing community in New Zealand and also it worldwide there are a lot of places you can go to meet other authors and other writers and that is really what is going to elevate you to that next level is, is your contacts your social media because getting seen is everything so getting seen is not easy from New Zealand but if you can find your support crew um, you can do it it's, it's not it's not impossible was there 
was there a bit of an uphill battle for you in that respect in, in, in terms of breaking through into the US market was there a moment that it happened and you were like wow Actually, yes. Um, I did start out under a publisher, um, a small press in the US, um, and I had mixed success with that. Um, and because I was new and I was young, and I thought it's my first book, it's it's not going to be a, a bestseller because it's my first book. And what I didn't realise was um, it, I just wasn't quite in the right place in terms of where I needed to be to succeed. So when I decided that it was quite difficult to basically do business with an American publisher from little old New Zealand and I decided to be an independently published author, I found with my eye on what was happening and knowing what would work for me from New Zealand, I suddenly grew quite considerably um, in terms of reader base and how many books I was selling and and it was just a really wise decision and I'm so glad that I did that. Now self-publishing, what is that like um, in terms of financially? It's a bit, would it be a bit more of an outset than going with a publisher? Um, definitely to start with, um, because if you want to succeed independently, you obviously you have to pay for all the things, you have to find a really good editor, you have to get a professional cover, because um, if you do these things yourself to try and save money, you're not going to be a success. So you have to, you have to start out and reach for the top straight away. Um, and so these things do cost money, but if you do it right and you work really hard, eventually, once your book is released, it will start coming back to you. And in a, in a sustainable way that would allow you to sort of accelerate your work and write more stuff? Yes, yes. Um, it can be it can be successful depending on how you go about it um, and also if you write mainstream fiction it's obviously there's a larger market to tap into. If you write niche fiction it's a smaller market to tap into so you just you just have to do your research on where you need to promote yourself, where you need to be seen to get your readers to come buy your books. Well, uh, a good place to start would be Hamilton Book Month. Um, there's a couple of ladies, uh, Carolyn Wallace and uh, Gail Pittsford, who put together Hamilton Book Month in August every year, and they have a huge number of events throughout the whole month, which you can go along, you can meet authors, you can hear authors talk, you can do workshops. It's, it's a really amazing um, facility. A lot of it's free. Um, a few of the workshops might have a small charge, but it's, it's just a really great resource to just get off the ground and meet a few people in the industry. Um, another good place to start is uh, if you're on Facebook, there's a lot of Facebook groups um, like New Zealand Indie Authors, there's a Facebook group called that and, and they're very supportive of each other. You can ask advice, you can share what you're working on um, or if you've got any specials coming up or any new releases, um, you know, you can, you can talk to the other authors about it there. Um, now, with Hamilton Book Month, have you been um, involved in that a bit, with um, speaking as part of that? Or um, I, I'm very supportive of it as a reader first, because I just think it's such a, an amazing, um, amazing resource to have. Um, but I also attend as a local author on the 
specific workshop where it's local authors presenting their work. Um, I've had a few readers that I have that had not previously heard of me uh, come and buy a book after the talk, after the local author talk, or they would speak to me about my work and, and you know find out more information. Uh, I always take along business cards and pamphlets and things like that, so I find that they they do get taken. Um, I find I meet a lot of new authors, which is so wonderful. I love meeting new authors. Um, and there's always different authors every year, some, some regulars, um, but it's nice to see new faces every time and just make those connections. I think it, it can be, absolutely. And, and the reason for that is, with the... The, the uprising of, of uh, independent publishing, uh, especially through uh, big companies like Amazon or Ingram Spark, um, you have so much more input into what you're doing. You don't have to get it approved by somebody else. You don't have to hope somebody likes your idea because a lot of the time what's commercially viable for a big publisher, um, you know, that, that's not always what people want to read. Um, it, it's probably going to sell easily, but it's not always... Some people will like to read the unique stories, the different stories, the ones that you only find off the beaten track. So if you're willing to work hard, I think it's absolutely viable in today's market. I am always happy to support other authors at whatever stage through the process they are at, um, whether it's just for advice or to put in touch with other authors or you know where the Facebook groups are they can go to or even my event if they want more information about that I'm always approachable through email or social media. Mm-hmm. And there'd be a um, Ages for Pages Facebook page? Yes uh, we do, we have a Facebook page and we also have a website which is uh, www.agesofpages.weebly.com um, so, you know, there's more information there if you're interested in the event. I, I just love to share my love for books, for reading. And so, for me, getting to do what I love, which is writing books, is, is just a privilege. So, I really, really appreciate everyone who has bought my books or supported me in my author journey or even supported my book event because it's not not everyone gets to do what they love and it's who I am so so thank you to everyone who has supported me along the way and sometimes for me it even goes beyond the the visual in that if I've got an actual book mm. I enjoy the experience more I remember more about what I've read mm. and I connect more with the characters whereas on a Kindle yeah. I still enjoy it, yeah. but it's not the same. Yeah, that's yeah. right. It's like a book, you connect with it. You, yeah. you make friends with this little pile of paper for a week or whatever, or two weeks. Yeah. Um, and I really like that. It's your little thing that you can pull out whenever you've got a free moment, hey, yeah. and you want to just sit and relax and have a bit of a read. It gets a real nice association with it. Um, yeah, I like it how... Um, Kindles and stuff. It's gone on a what? <coughs> what is it? Like a, a parabolic curve. Like it went up. They shot up in popularity, but then now suddenly more people are buying physical books again. 
Yes, especially since the pandemic, I've yeah. noticed. Because um, obviously most of my sales are ebooks, um, but I've actually had a rise in paperback sales mm. over internet channels um, since the pandemic, which is interesting. Um, People, people like getting, especially in America, people being largely in at home. A lot of people would be working from home as well. Yeah. Like you actually want to what they say. You actually, you can imagine people wanting that because normally you'd be out and about and you have it all on your phone or your camera. But then now they're sitting in their home office all the time. Mm. And, it's really nice. I, I really like having a record of all of the books I've yeah. read as well. Yeah, my husband doesn't understand that. I've got um, about 10 floor-to-ceiling bookshelves with books on, obviously, um, over a variety of genres. Um, a little bit of non-fiction, but it's obviously mostly what I enjoy reading. And he says to me, why do you need to keep them? And I said, because I look at them and I remember being transported into whatever world was in that book. And sometimes I reread them. Yeah. And when people come to visit and they see all of the books, because it is a lot of books all together, um, it's a starting point for conversation. They say, oh, look at all the books. And then they go over and everybody finds something different to talk about from the books. Thanks to Johanna Ray for sharing her stories in multiple senses on this episode of WTS Waikato. If you liked what you heard, you can like the show on Facebook or find it wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks to Free FM, the Community Access Media Alliance and New Zealand On Air for making this show happen. Thanks for listening to this Free FM podcast. If you want to hear more content like this, you can support Free FM via Patreon. Head to patreon.com/freefm89 to find out more.